0: team is family to me, not only the fans, but the players, the staff. Everything about this place is my home.
1: Hello and welcome to the club. I'm your host Mars and this is episode 7 of the Upper 90 Club. A roundtable podcast where five friends discuss the Columbus crew. On today's show, we discuss crew personnel changes, MLS Cup tournament results, and the USMNT. Now under three weeks until the World Cup. With me in the club, I have Ben, Mort, Trey, and Haas. Say hi, guys. Hey, Hi, Mark. Guys. hi guys. We're recording on November 1st. I don't know about you guys, but my kids are uh, red hot off a candy-fueled fever dream um what was the craziest thing you saw last
0: night ben oh there was a a little boy in front of me dressed in a purge mask that (laughs) turned around suddenly didn't know who he was and he said hey mister what's six plus nine i was like "Um, 15 he goes nope 69 (laughs) (laughs) and how old was he oh i don't know kids are our future so (laughs) Mort, what about you
2: uh I don't know. we had the usual neighbors handing us some fireballs to the adults, but the craziest thing was we had this guy walking around on stilts, like I guess he was some kind of uh stilt spirit animal or cosplay from some kind of I think it's from the dark crystal. Crazy stuff.:
3: Yeah, try hard. What about you, Trey? Just about a thousand little munchkins trying to bite your ankles. <laughs> and what about Trey you, bite tranquils.
0: I saw
4: four full size deer trotting through a neighborhood while little kids were out trick-or-treating.
3: Costumes or no costumes. (laughs) Yes. I mean, were they real? Like were they yes. Yes. Did you Uh, cheer the deer on as they were going for the kids? A
4: big buck and every it was it was wild. Just Uh, like
3: well, yeah, they're wild. Full
4: sprint through a neighborhood while little kids are out trick-or-treating.
1: We have this house on our street and they had like I mean, it's actually scarier when I was driving by all week, but they have a swing hanging from one of their trees that they installed just for this with a, like one of those wood planks and just like a girl sitting on it, like, you know, like a, just, just terrifying okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> driving by like, <laughs> yeah, it's just so crazy. All right. Well, uh, as we let all that sink in, uh, I think we need to jump over to corrections. So, uh, does anyone have any? I thought we were perfect. Well, so, yeah, so I I I don't know anything about Austin. So I did a little research, and by little, I mean, like, just as we got started here. And uh, investopedia.com tells me that Austin is the second largest oil town in Texas. So if I had to, uh, last week, I said that it was because they were you know, a liberal city and they didn't do oil, and that's why they didn't call the Dallas... Uh, Austin matchup the El Texico but it's probably just because you know they they just didn't call it that because they're not as smart
2: as us yeah. or
1: not <laughs> as clever
0: right. Yeti Bros
2: they're waiting for a sponsor yeah there you go yeah. we do have a correction on a correction though special oh, yeah, teams that? it's clearly oh, yeah. a thing
0: yeah who yeah, we said, said saw that, that again i can't remember who it was i thought you said it was 12 i think it was uh, yeah what did 12 men say but he, um, he also coined said coined special teams. And I was like, hey, he's dumb too. Yeah, Him and me. Was it him? Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was
3: 12. He said that Bale okay. is just like special teams. Anyway. We should talk man about who that. He has two goals, hasn't played in a long time.
1: Yeah, we'll get into all that later. Um, I do want to get a quick rundown of all the personnel moves that we saw come through in the last week or week and a half. Um, Haas, do you have that pulled up? Can you run through it?
4: Last Wednesday, the 26th of October, the crew announced that they were not renewing contracts with Pedro Santos, Derek Etienne Jr., Jaleel Anibaba, James Igbekeme, Eric Hurtado, and Marlon Hairston. Heartbreaker. And at the same time, they also announced that they were picking up the options of Artur, Darlington Nagby, Isaiah Parente, Evan Bush, Brady Scott- Jonathan Mensa, Steven Moreira, and Luis Diaz.
1: Okay, so what do you guys think? What What are your initial responses? I mean, I personally I was um, surprised and disappointed with Santos and Etienne. What do you guys think?
2: Well, I think we talked about this uh, that they were kind of the opposite spectre. They were both problems in two different ways. Santos now was at what. 700,000, I believe. Yeah, we said he was
1: is, he was due for a pay cut, right? And
2: Yeah, he was due for a pay cut. And that's the, I think that's what they might be working on with him. I think there's a desire to keep him in the club. And I would be surprised if he didn't want to be here as well. Um, on the other end, I think uh, when it comes to Etienne, he's looking for a payday. I mean, he, he's paid half of what Diaz has paid. Actually, less than half, I believe. So I think he looks at this as being be an opportunity, and we're not willing to pay him well, that. Well, and
4: he had a career year. So coming off a career year, he's probably looking to get more money.
2: Yep.
1: Well, yeah, but don't you feel like the announcements were were kind of permanent-sounding?
0: Yeah, they sounded fine. Have a good the, life? Uh, yeah. <laughs> be, well, Bez came out, and they were... Uh, during one of his pressers, and he just said, "You know, it that they're still looking at the contracts, but it's safe to say that they're kind of they're kind of done with both of them." Which I don't know. I thought they were both pretty s- instrumental last year, and I still think they had more to give, especially Etsy. I'm thinking
4: they're assuming yeah. that other teams are just going to snatch them up. It's not that they aren't still trying to work with them. I think it's the fact that other teams want them. Yeah, I think you spun on. Got it.
0: Really? I didn't catch that. Huh.
4: The other thing with Pedro is he's thirty four years old. They kind of did the same thing with um uh hey, when, hey, go no. Well yes, but I'm thinking last year when they let uh what's his name go to Charlotte. Oh awful. Yes, yes. awful, thank you. Mm. Awful
0: H- Harry. Interesting. Well, yeah, and Bez also in that same presser stated that you know they were looking at some of the crew two guys coming up, and he specifically shouted out Sands and Farsi, which play left back or can play left back. So, you know, if they're looking at moving those two up, it's that's fine. <clears throat> yeah, it I just kind think stinks. they can
2: they can trade, you know, Santos for both of them on the same tab. Yeah, for might be sure. worth it.
0: Yeah, the rest of the people I think are fine. They didn't get, you know, really get that many minutes. I remember you said Hurtado was only making eighty four thousand, and for as much shade as we throw that guy, you know, he he did score a couple goals last season, and for you know eighty four, which I'm assuming is the league minimum, is not terrible. But you know, if you, I mean again, if you have Russell Rowe coming up, and then you you definitely don't need a backup, backup, backup striker yeah
2: and Marilyn hyreston i mean he uh he did a, he had a good season last year, but I mean he didn't see the field this year with the midfield we have we had too many people crowding up the space there, so he was down in the pecking order. I can see him going somewhere else and still have a couple of decent years well and when he
4: got a lot of minutes, he was playing more right right back, i believe kind of before moreira got his place in the lineup,
0: yeah, and I think today didn't i didn't i see something that where Mensah actually got a a new contract, so yeah. You know, shoring up some of those, you know, some of those people is great. It's good to see Isaiah Parente, too, because I still think he has some more to give. I know he had a pretty good season with the crew, too. It'd be interesting to see what he looks like in a um, moving forward with the crew, especially if they're trying to move up some of the crew, too, guys. But yeah, I think ultimately Santos was kind of a shock and it does kind of stink. I even saw that him and his family went as the Power Rangers for Halloween. And I was like, man, yeah, I
1: love that guy. Makes your heart hurt. Yeah. You know what about the what about the pickups? Do you wish that we would have uh maybe taken a little more time looking at, at some of the folks that we kept around?
4: I'm pretty happy with them.
1: I mean, the mid the midfield is still crowded. We good with Artur?
4: Artur, Nagby, um Diaz, uh, Morris, um Parente, Doesn't he play in the middle? I mean mm-hmm. I think the
0: Yeah, but I don't think he had any first team minutes last year. He didn't.
4: But I think the incoming coach is going to have some decisions to make in the midfield.
0: Yeah, for sure. It also depends what they decide to play. But, you know, they're all good players. Uh, it is good to see Nagby back because I didn't know with Porter being gone if he would go too. But, you know, between him and Mensah, you know, they have a lot of years under their belt. It's it, They're kind of a good segue player for the newcomers and the Crew 2 guys coming up. So, you know, a lot yeah. to learn.
1: So, did we get any info on who, on, on new
0: hires, new players? The one that I saw that I shot to you guys that I talked to Tracy about, and Trey, you can actually speak to this guy because eh, I was like, oh, yeah, this could be cool. And then Tracy very much was like, hey, no. Uh, his name is Luis Paradella. Um, Trey, you can take it away because you know more about this guy than I do.
3: Yeah. He looks good like when you first, Look at him. He's playing in the Saprissa. Um I think he's Argentine. Um but the problem with it is is he has not stayed any at any of his recent clubs for more than a season. Um he's had a good six months where he currently is. Um I think he scored four goals and had four goals, one assist. Um but it just isn't it I don't think it looks very good. I don't think it's Did just you say the type he's a striker? of player. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's the type of player that you want to bring in.
0: Yeah. It looks like he's a backup striker or he's a winger. And yeah, it, I just pulled him up. So he, he, he looks plays like for a direct w- in the. Co- nope. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's, yeah, he, he's, he's from Saprissa in the Costa Rican league, which is, you know, not the MLS. I mean, they're one of the better teams in the Costa Rican league, but give me a break. He's just been there. I think for a year, he's only played 14 games and has four goals and one assist. And it looks like his market value went from, you know, 70,000, 70,000, 80,000. And then just recently this year jumped up to 330,000. So if we're even looking at this guy, considering he's only had like 14 games and has four goals for 330,000. When Etienne last year was what making 180. It just seems very Columbus crew that we would buy a pacey winger just to have them fall flat because that's, we have to do that, I guess, yeah. once a year with Yeah, Yaboa,
3: yeah. and he just seen, he just yeah. honestly comes across as the continual mistake that the crew makes when it comes to free agent market or, or high Bingo. high signings, where we all kind of look at it and we're like, oh yeah, that's exactly what we need, and then it comes in and they just fall flat on their face, you know. It just nothing about it is exciting. Like it, he doesn't come from a big club, he doesn't come from a big league, he's not scoring a lot of goals. He doesn't play for a big national team. I don't see the positive in this guy. I really don't. Like and maybe it's just a rumor. It, we should probably say that right off the jump. Yeah, hopefully it is just a rumor. Um, I just, if you want to create a, a better, a different, um, the crews had a stigma for a long time in a long time, in terms of like the type of player that we do sign, and we don't sign a lot of high dollar players this falls right in line with the old crew.
1: Yeah. It'd be surprising if they would hire, if they would sign a new player without a, co- a new coach in place. Right. Uh, you know, unless uh, I'm not, I'm not sure why they would do
3: that. Um, yeah. Hopefully this is just a rumor. Speaking of rumors yeah.
4: and Saprisa and Costa Rican league, I saw one today saying that Luis Diaz wants to go back to the Costa Costa Rican league. Now, this was just something on Twitter, so I don't take it as fact.
0: Yeah, let that sink in, Twitter, <laughs> Luis Diaz. Nailed it. <laughs> uh,
1: and then, Ben, you mentioned Crew 2 guys getting some more action on the first team.
0: Um, yeah, that's say. what Bez, Bez had called it out. That's the only reason why I brought it up, because I was worried that that wasn't going to be happened that we were going to hire a new coach and then the coach was going to go through and you know hire his his crew there are you know the people that he normally likes kind of like you know wherever porter goes nagby goes so if we get a coach that you know really likes you know somebody that he would you know hire his own people in but uh bez made it very clear that you know there were four or five people and he even named i think zawarski too um that we were looking at bringing them up and, you know, paying them more and having them play, which is to me, great. Awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm on board.
1: Uh, and then, yeah, the, the coach search, I I think we've seen a little commentary on that just from a timeline standpoint. What, what's the deal with that? Where does it stand?
0: The only thing I saw and you guys, I didn't even, you know, text you guys or put it in the uh, notes or anything, but I think, the guy, uh, Wilfred, who was the Montreal coach, I think he was only making 180000 last year, which is... Dollars? Yeah.
4: Yeah. I think Montreal wants him, though. I mean, he got him. He did well there. Has he been there for more than a year?
0: No, I don't think so. I think they, something about his contract, they, they made it very clear that no one is to talk to him until they do or something like that. But it was... Um, I read somewhere where they were looking at the actual Montreal team where, you know, when Yama was actually going to leave, I think he might have been retiring. Uh, The Kone guy up top who's awesome is gone. Like, he's going to go overseas. Um, Jordy's gone. So the team is, you know, their spine is going to get gutted, so he's not going to have the team he had. You know, it's more like a rebuilding year for Montreal, and is that something he wants to do? Again, if the money's there, I guess it makes sense, but, uh, you know, the crew seem a lot more enticing as far as, you know, player and like, I don't know.
4: And in regards to the coach search in general, I saw Bez say he's done a first round of interviews. Um, He want, I think he's, he laid out like three interviews with everyone. Uh, The first one's like them as a person. The second one's their coaching style. And the third one's like where they think they're going to take the team, something along those lines. And he's thinking that they'll have something in place by Thanksgiving.
3: Would you guys be excited to see a former national team retread type thing like a Eric Winalda or Frankie, my favorite person? <laughs> no, no, Frankie can't coach. <laughs> Love you, Frankie, but no. Um, but Winalta or um Landon Donovan or something on that lines?
2: Honestly, I really don't care who you put in there as long as they can play some good ball and uh, yeah, and win some games.
3: Yeah, I mean it's interesting with. Chirondolo at um, LAFC, and then you got Josh Wolf at Austin. Greg with the national team. You know, I'd be curious to see if it was something they look into.
2: Yeah, but I think Josh Wolf had kind of gone in t- the school. He gone to the, s- the steps. He's gone from from yeah. you know practicing or or training kids pretty much all the way up to learning that. So
3: I think yeah. That's I, well, different. I mean, Winalda's I think Winalda's at. I don't think he's at Las Vegas anymore. Maybe he is at Las Vegas. He was at, but Landon, I think, is at San Jose um, or one of the Southern California clubs.
2: Manola had a good season last year, I believe. Wasn't he doing really well? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. I, so, I mean, yeah. So they're, they're, um, they've definitely got pedigree and track record. And it could be something that'd be interesting um, and bring a little cachet with the name.
1: I like it. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Maybe we'll hear something this month. Uh, For now,
0: we'll be right trap. Everyone always asks me, Ben, what's a Discord? What's a Discord deck? Well, good news, everybody. We sit down with Kyle and Travis next week, and we discuss all these questions, and they provide all those answers. See you next week, and go crew.
1: And we're back. So... We want to get into the MLS Cup playoff games. There were two, LAFC and Austin. And later there was uh, Philly and New York City FC. Um, Haas, can you run us through the score lines? Then we'll jump into reactions. Yeah.
4: So first was the Austin at LAFC game, and LAFC won 3 to 0 in the 29th Ooh. minute. Arango scored for LAFC, assisted by Carlos Vela. In the 62nd minute, there was an own goal by Maximiliano Yerudi, who came the wah, into the wah. game <laughs> one minute before that. And <laughs> it was in, the best <laughs> first touch.
0: Oh, beautiful.
4: And in the 81st uh, minute, Apoku scored. Uh, it was just kind of an awkward play how the ball ended up at his feet.
1: So,
0: Assisted by Fagundes, also of Austin.
1: Wah, wah. Yeah. And, and as hard as hard as uh twelman tried to hold up that team with the commentary it just wasn't Ugh. enough to translate to to a performance for austin right i mean we we uh, we're talking about it on the thread and um the result is here what would you guys think of uh of LA or, or Austin Trey. I, I mean, I, I, I want to hand over the mic here, but Trey, you were right. The, the LAFC crowd, man,
3: that was intense. Dude, even for a 12 o'clock kick, that was, that was good for them out there. I mean, I like yeah. it. Yeah, They were That's raging. Exciting. Yeah. It's fun well, seeing a pissed off crowd except for yeah. when they're flicking people off like Philadelphia, but we'll get there later.
4: So mm-hmm. LAFC had twenty two shots, ten on goal, Austin had seven shots, one on goal, LAFC had eleven corners to Austin's five. I mean, it just felt like pure domination from LAFC.
3: Oh, it was a beating. Yeah, it was a beat down.
2: Was Precourt there in person to see it, guys? Definitely. No. Uh, he wait.
3: wasn't there? He probably no. was. guarantee. I would was. love to see yeah. a screenshot of He's him in the desert oh, with yeah. the snakes. Dude, you know he he got out of there. As soon as he could, because he didn't want to get caught on camera.
4: You know, he had his face in some
1: queso at that stadium.
4: Yeah, he's like, ah, I got to get some queso. <laughs> you oh,
1: call queso. Me Tony Aces. <laughs> yeah, the own goal. Ben, you want to you
0: wanna tackle that one? It was great. Oh, so great. Uh, the whole game. I mean, the whole game. I'll get to the own goal. But, I mean, L.A. <laughs> outshot them 16 to 1 in the first half. And I was just, oh, man, it was great. I don't even know if I was texting you guys that much because I was just smiling so much. And it, like, there was a
1: lot of 12-minute talk. <laughs> yeah. And, and oh, when, yeah. It was driving when, me nuts. He, he was every time he spoke, it was everything was qualified, right? Like LA is doing a great job with all the luck that they're having. And you know, like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he had a really hard time like giving it up for LA. Yeah.
0: Oh, he just about. yeah. He loves Austin. It sucks. But yeah, I mean, you know, Arango's first goal was, you know, a corner brought in by Vela. Vela was on point this entire game. He was phenomenal. And Arango has 32 goals since August 21st when he came in the league. The only person to have more goals than that was um, Hani Mukhtar, who actually won the MVP, we should probably mention. He that was today or yesterday or something like that. So he got MVP of the league, which is totally deserved. But I mean, Arango, 32 goals since August 21st of 2021. Yep. That's bonkers, wow. man. That's a ton of goals. Uh the own goal, I mean, again, another corner. It was yeah, it was another corner and it came in. And it just, and a was like bent down and it beat all these people and just missed him And it was his first touch in his game. So he gets subbed on for the corner. <laughs> he like trots over there with his, you know, <laughs> neck tattoos. Yeah. And then the ball just like trickles in and just like, bon- I have, I have written down, um, just hit his donker and went in, like, he <laughs> just bonked off his head and went in and he just, he like, he like freezes and falls over. Like it, like it froze him. It was the stupidest thing. So that was just wonderful. Um, Yeah, the whole game was just super awesome. I do have a question for the pod because we actually didn't talk too much about this. um, But was, you know, at that point it was two nothing. And in my opinion, it was all L.A. Like not not one part of this game. Did it ever seem like it was it was going the other way. But there was that foul in the box. Yeah. With you know, Fagundes getting stepped on. And man, I hate Austin for sure. But I, I, you know, I. what do you guys think? I think it was a foul. I think it was a PK.
4: I mean, they took it to VAR. So it's not like it was a quick decision that they made. For sure. It just seemed like an inconsequential foul. Not enough for a PK. I know it was just barely inside the box. So technically it could be called a PK, but I,
3: I disagree I, th- I think it's a foul I think it should be a foul in the box he's he stepped on him Ben and I were tra- talking about it earlier and although the momentum was going away and outside the box away from goal how many times have we seen he takes that light touch he get and then can turn around and whip it you know with that curling in swinger kind of thing and I don't know I, at the end of the day it that would have made it two to one does it really make that big of a difference I don't think so but that's not what Austin Twitter says or it Austin. It could have anything. changed
4: the momentum a little bit, but
3: it, 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 could, yeah. po- and it could have. Possibly. Don't lose the game three nothing, and then you can cry about it, you know? Or four nothing.
0: I still don't understand how that fourth goal was off sides. Yeah. I watched yeah. it like yeah. five times and I'm like, that's a goal. That's not he didn't come from an off sides position. It must have been something yeah. I missed.
3: Yeah, and and I mean, at the end of the day, I think Austin just picked the worst day to play their worst game of the season kind of thing. Like yeah. you're playing a really good team in LAFC and they just didn't show up. But
2: wouldn't you think though also yeah. that uh, LAFC's ceiling is probably the highest in the league? I mean with the talent they have on the field and how oh, for been, sure. Somehow how many DPs do they technically have on that team, right?
3: Yeah, but it's not even the DPs that are that are you know running that team
2: one of them didn't even play again no my my point is some of some of the people that are not dps on that team is probably dps on another team that's my point
3: right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, for sure yeah bale's
0: not considered a uh, a dp i know the last podcast or maybe it was two podcasts ago no it was last podcast we didn't mention that bale didn't play and bale also didn't play this game he was at least on the bench
2: bench. yeah that doesn't hurt didn't need to come on
0: and the other thing, too, so, you know, they got him as, you know, one of the faces of the team. And then, you know, they have Chiellini, who also is a face of the team. Yeah. And he played the first half. And I will say, A, his nose is way bigger than I thought. Once he got interviewed, I was like, holy, yeah. holy cow, his nose is like so huge. But he actually played awesome. I thought he he was like, um, they almost had like a three in the back. He was on the left side. And his distribution was amazing. I've I yeah. seen him play, and I... He was so good, and then he got subbed off, and that guy that came on for him, which was let me grab his name. I
4: thought he was a little slow. I mean,
0: well, yeah, but his positioning, and when he got on the ball was, I mean, you can play three in the back with his talent, like we we can't as the Columbus Crew play three in the back because, you know, is he left footed by nature? Because he was, I mean, all of his balls he was playing was left. He's he was great as what I'm coming across and um Sebastian Igbe, uh, the guy that actually fouled Fagundes or didn't foul him was the guy that came on for him at half. But you know, yeah, they, I mean, Bale didn't play. He gets subbed off at half and they're still like so good. And I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Apoku because, you know, he's a young, you know, Ghanaian player and,
3: you know, the 21. crew loves
0: ourselves some Ghanaians and man, I guess he, in that team, they love him. Like, he's just all smiles at all time. He's just like, I'm having fun. Soccer is life. You know, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's awesome. His goal was great, too.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I was glad to see justice prevail there. Yeah. Um, right, we can all uh, rest easy that we don't have to watch Austin play again. What about New York, Philly? What do you guys think?
4: So, yeah, later that night, New York City FC played. In Philadelphia, they lost 1-3. to three. Uh, They went up in the 57th minute with a uh, Maxi Morales' goal, um, which was a great sequence of play from NYCFC if you go by- back and watch it. Yeah, it was. Um, 65th minute, Carranza ties it 1-1 off of a quick free kick that Philly kind of snuck in as NYCFC had just made a sub. 67th minute, Gazdag. Um, scores to go up two one, and the seventy six minute Corey Burke puts it away three one.
3: Yeah, I, this game this game was actually a lot of fun to watch. The first half was kind of boring. I mean, it was good, but Philly was kind of doing what Philly does to teams and stifling them, not letting them do much. And then you had Morales score the goal, and then Philly came back and just punched him in the mouth in the sixty fifth, sixty seven, and seventy six. So, I mean, I literally turned around and was like, what the hell just happened?
4: I mean, There's- right after that Maxi Morales goal in the 57th minute, NYCFC had another great shot, which was a huge save by Blake in the 59th yeah. minute.
3: Yeah. Oh, and yeah, I think he came out and, were, and was yelling at, at teammates as well to to get their heads in the game, but was using language that was... Yeah, but yes. with more cuss if, words.
2: <laughs> if that goes in, it's a very different yeah. game. Yeah, I think I said during that game that Johnson is not... Going on the play at the guitar, he did not have a great game, and I also want to give a shout out to my fellow Norwegian Glesnes that was the defender of the year that had that through ball through ball on that that goal, yeah, man. which by the way was a quick free kick taken after like a minute break. Yes, and how that can happen? They had a, they had the subs. I think was it was an injury,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and it was
2: a stopping play. It was Keaton
0: Parks came in. Yeah,
2: it was a stopping play for over a minute, and then they took a free kick nobody was ready for
4: he runs on the field and they all just like stand there and you hear the whistle blow as he's kind of like turning around, getting into position. And then all of a sudden the camera like barely keeps up with it.
0: Yeah. Mm. TV covers didn't even catch it. I love it. Well, Keaton parks was the one who subbed on who should have been in position. That was his position. He was like a right on top of the box, right at the six. And he like, you, if you watch it again, he like comes on and you see him kind of looking around and they, they blow the whistle and you just kind of like, Hey guys, I'm in the game. Where am I supposed to play? And it was like whoop, like just played the ball right in and it was like just like that and like slotted it side netting and I was like it was like yeah, I mean the the camera wasn't even ready for it. It was it was beautiful. Yeah. Good game. I mean, and then 2 minutes after that was, you know, Gazdag doing Gazdag things.
2: And City were knocking the ball around. They looked like they had pretty good control of the game up until that uh, that oh, yeah. point, right?
1: You see the possession. And after that, they couldn't yeah. they could muster yeah. come
2: back. They had nothing.
4: Again. NYCFC, 65% of possession, 580 passes yeah. to Phillies, 309 passes.
0: Wow.
3: Yep.
4: That second goal, the pass, the, I mean, the cross into the box and Carranza to see Gazdag making the late run, the, the header down was just
2: perfect. Yeah. But, but mm-hmm. isn't Johnson very passive on that goal? It looks like he goes down to his knees. Yeah, he goes down to oh, his he's knees just and do something weird. Looks like he yeah. didn't even like, oh, I'm not going to save those.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of looked like he was like, please don't kill me. Like, please <laughs> don't kick this at my head.
2: Then the
4: the Corey Burke goal in the 76th minute, I think he went by four defenders. I mean, it was kind of oh, crazy yeah, how that the ball. was a
3: fantastic run.
4: Crazy how the ball got back to him. Like, he didn't earn that. It just happened, but. Hey, four as, defenders as Mort said, he broke
3: past. As, as more said, you earn your you earn your own luck. That's for sure. I yeah. mean,
2: yeah, that that run was unbelievable. This like the that was kind of like a uh, kind of a Holland kind of uh, run and powerful step going forward. There, that was that was fun to watch.
0: Yeah, Mort just said um, Holland is uh, Corey Burke, like Burke <laughs> is Holland. <So. laughs> All right guys, podcast over. <laughs> see you. bye. So,
1: did you guys did you guys see the fans in Philly and and even New York fans? I mean, it was it was pretty animated.
2: Yeah, it was a TV production's nightmare, right? You try to get some fan shots in there and every time you saw the fans, they were like flipping people off, <laughs> you know, just being rambunctious and, you know, they lived up to their Philly fan reputation. So, they made their city proud. Excited for the World
4: Series the next day. The Eagles are killing it right now. Yeah, <laughs> they're all pumped in Philly.
0: We're ready for the World Cup of yeah. the MLS. The
3: best, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the uh, the news broadcast that said Philadelphia Union have made the uh, MLS World Cup?
0: Let's yeah. There we yep, go. Yeah. Stop doing that. <laughs> Who is in charge?
2: <laughs> There's nothing angrier than a happy Philly yeah. fan.
3: <laughs> Throwing yeah. batteries and all.
1: So they they could have hosted the final right on Sunday um but l a is hosting um what do you guys think how how's it gonna unfold
2: who if if the uh l a f c team shows up like that again they're gonna win pretty big i think i think it's gonna be i don't i don't see a way in for Philly on this one at home over yeah. there well no. so
1: yeah, let's go around so Mort says they're gonna lose what give me a score line. Four to one. Four to one. Whoa. Yeah, I
0: got three awesome. nothing in LA. Okay. All right, Ben. You guys are insane. Uh first of i I really psyched at these two Give teams. Us it, a score. I think they're by far the two best teams <laughs> in the MLS. All right. Well score. Score. I I mean, I, I think it's two to one LA. And I think that's I I believe that because I think Philly's defense is not the sieve that Austin's defense was. I think they are extremely good and it's going to be hard to put one past them. And I think if LA plays like they did last time, it's two one. I, I can't imagine they get more than two. Cause.
4: Um, I want to say LA, but due to my prediction of Philly winning it all, I'm going Yeah, Philly takes it three one on the back of Blake, keeping them in the game.
1: I like it. Blake scores all three goals. Well, <laughs> yeah, was
2: they win three one was, on penalties? Was, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I don't think anyone here remembers what our calls were for for these two games from last week. Um, but I know that we're gonna write these down now. We're gonna hold everyone accountable for our calls on the final, and uh, we'll uh, we'll make a trophy or something for the winner.
0: Yeah, we won't. Uh, yeah,
1: I know. So. For now, we're gonna take a break. When we get back, we'll go through the men's national team and what to expect going into this this last stretch before the World Cup. So, we'll be right, trap. Oh, great! <laughs> uh, oh, oh, great! Uh, Water break, and we're back. Ben, tell us about the men's national team.
0: All right, we'll start with like. The big six or seven or however many I'm going to do. Buckle up, Buttercup. All right, Christian is sick. Chelsea midweek versus Salzburg. Uh, went 75 minutes, uh, played as a wingback, which is kind of what um, Potter has him playing. Um, played 75 minutes. He got subbed off. Right before he got subbed off, he had a major whiff. And then on the weekend, he played Brighton which was um, Chelsea's new coach, Potter's old team. And they got smushed four to one. He played 79 minutes again as a wing back. And then unfortunately had another whiff right in front of goal. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but he, he missed, he missed the target. He was probably like 10 yards out and just kicked it. The wide. whole
2: The whole team sucked. The, yeah, it
0: was bad. That whole, that, that whole thing's bad. Uh, Weston McKinney, uh, Juve played Benfica. Um, he had a scrappy goal with his feet, which was nice to see. And then on the weekend, he was subbed off at half with an upper thigh injury. Mm. Um, I think he's only going to be out 14 days, which in, you know, Weston Wolverine body time is probably only like 10 days or seven days.
3: He's out to to the World cup. Yeah.
0: That would be so terrible. Yeah. Um, Giorano for Dortmund played Man City He played 80 minutes he played you know very good I watched that entire game he's man, he's great and then um, on the weekend he played Frankfurt he came on at the 60th minute uh it was a quiet performance they won Dortmund did and it was more of a defensive performance but you know he was again He was pretty scrappy pretty physical in that game but the best part about that is he's not injured uh Serginio Dest um actually midweek uh, he had a muscle injury and didn't play which is kind of mm. concerning but he did play uh in against Torino in the weekend and came on at halftime and had a pretty good game even though they lost 2 to 1 uh Timo went 70 in their 1-0 loss against Leon he looked good i saw his touches um great dribbling decent play didn't really amount to anything which was kind of frustrating a lot of like running at people but nothing like you know, too crazy. And then the last two people I want to touch on are the Leeds boys, uh, Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson, which that game was awesome. If you have a chance to go back and watch any game in your life, it has to be this Leeds Liverpool game. Um, Tyler played 90 minutes in the huge win, saved the back line time and time again. Uh, Aronson had a typical Aronson performance, you know, his rating was like a 6.4. It wasn't awesome, but the first goal in the beginning Typical Aronson hustling, lost the ball, chased Gomez down in the back. Uh, Their right fullback tried to pass it to the keeper under his pressure and made a terrible pass. And then Rodrigo, their striker, was able just to tap it in. Four minutes in against Liverpool, one of the best teams at Anfield.
2: I did see that uh, Adams touches against Liverpool video that you can find. And it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, he is intense. And you know what? His passing... Is becoming better, and I I don't think he get enough credit for the the, uh, the amount of good passing he did in that game. He's he's hustling, but he's also creating some stuff. now.
0: Yeah, and people are starting to notice. I know he's like heavily linked with Man United as kind of their their anchor, but he's I don't know he, he again both him and Aronson have gone up a level. They've gone up to a you know a tougher league, and they're stepping up and they're consistently the best players on the field for Leeds you know, saving Jesse Marsh's job. Uh, there was a point in the game where, uh, again, <laughs> typically Aronson loses the ball, uh, gets it back. He's got it. He was able to shield off uh, Robertson. I don't know if you guys saw this. And then Robertson fouls him. And then as Aronson hits the ground, Robertson gets pissed and kicks the ball and it hits Aronson while he's on the ground. And the first person like out of the side of the, the TV comes flying was a uh, Tyler Adams just like shoving him down, and then both of them get in their face yeah. and it's become like this whole meme. It was awesome. Awesome. uh Let's give a couple more shout outs to randos, rando US MNT dudes. Good. Uh, Haji Wright scored. <laughs> Yay. Uh, Austin Trusty for Birmingham Trusty. had a wonder goal. Trusty. Awesome. Yeah. 24 year old uh, center back had an awesome, I mean, he was trying to do it, but you definitely look it up. It's like a, uh, it's in the fourth minute. It's like a crazy flick. Um, and then the last thing I want to shout out is Jesse Marsh's uh, celebration at the end of the game. Uh, is that if you it? have a chance to is see that. It? that. No, it's this. Thing? He goes like this. He goes like, if you can't see it, he kind of like waves off his hand like it's on fire. He's like, Woo! and then he just starts pumping his fist down the line. It's the most American thing he could possibly do. Yay, Jesse.
1: Awesome. So the injuries concern me. Uh, What do you think? Are any of these going to impact the the lineup?
0: Yeah, let me go over just some of them. And I know I talked to Trey about this, and I'm going to let him take it over once I run this down. But, like, you know, Weston's technically hurt. Uh, Luca De La Torre is out until pretty much the day before the World Cup starts. Richard still hasn't played Turner has a you know a groin injury that's tight. Sargent's out with a knock. Dest has a knock. I just found out today that CCV Cameron Carter-Vickers, which is another um, center back, is out with a knock. You know they don't seem too terrible, but I'm going to let Tinfoil Hat Tracy
3: take it from here. Um, yeah, no, I'm not worried. I mean, I, people are going to pick up knocks. I think when you get this close to a major tournament, especially the World Cup players aren't going to be rushed back. Um, There's communication between the national teams and the club teams. And if it's one of those things where it's like, well, we could get them back. And it's like the players are just not going to risk it. If they have any kind of flex. Um, I think one of the biggest ones that has been talked about recently is uh, Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm not concerned at all. Um, Next. Or uh, August ninth, I believe, is the uh, roster drop for the World Cup, US. August ninth, August ninth, like August, yeah, twenty twenty. Um, <laughs> 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 Look out! Yeah, so November ninth uh, is going to be the roster drop. Um, so we'll see then. How, how late? We'll see. So
1: how late can they make changes? Right? I mean, at
3: some point, it's set in stone, right? I think right up to it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think roster drop is just... Yeah, I think
2: they, have reserve. they probably have a reserve list. Right. And it's a
3: 26-man um, initial roster as well, so that gives even more flexibility for people way down Ben Trevor's depth chart. Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah, I think, it, so it's the ninth. We'll probably do a pod a couple of days before that, so we'll probably do a, um, a deep dive roster talk next pod over that stuff. I don't want to get too into it.
1: Yeah, but um, we'll have time. that. We'll have that in a week, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, a little over or a week. So
1: yeah. Okay. And and then the
0: game the when's the first game?
1: Twenty first?
4: Twentieth, I think, is the opening game.
0: Yeah. Is it the twentieth? I thought I got pushed back to the twenty first, and the twentieth is now the game.
4: The twentieth is the opening game of the World Cup. It's the only match yeah. that day.
0: Yeah, and it was gonna be the twentieth, but they pushed it. When does it, the US play? The twenty first. Okay.
1: So you all can just answer me like I was right because I was right. The first You're game was twenty first. Yeah, I got it. You Yo, got, got it. it. Speaking of celebrating, I wanted to mention the Thorns beating Kansas City in the NWSL on the 29th. So go on, Thorns. Yeah, I know they've they've got yep. a lot going on there, but great to see a win and
4: uh, Portland fans showed up. Yeah, it looked like yep. a crowded game.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, and they reported something like um a TV viewership of nine, over 900,000 people, 915,000 really? or something. Yeah. Nice. And and that's awesome. I think they had like their four record attendance for, for games throughout the playoffs. Like the last four games were over 20,000 like each game. So that's, like, that's yeah. incredibly impressive.
0: Well, the final was at Audi Field at DC, so it wasn't even like yeah. at Portland or Kansas City.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that was one of the games that didn't reach a attendance break. Speaking
2: of Kansas City, wasn't Kansas City, uh, they opened the first women's-only stadium. Um, that's the only stadium built in the world that is solely for women's teams. I believe the new stadium in Kansas City. That's
0: awesome. I'm not going to Google it. I'm just going to believe it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's-
2: no, they, have, they built out their whole new stadium close to downtown. Much better location than uh, Sporting's. And better that's
1: location awesome. than uh, Yankee Stadium.
2: Yeah, <laughs> or the Mets. <laughs> all right,
1: I think that's all we got. So uh, we'll be back in about a week, maybe even less. Um, until then, go crew. Go, go crew. crew. Go crew. Thanks, everyone, for joining the club. We hope you'll listen next week and every week, even in the off season, to celebrate or commiserate. We'll save you a seat. If you like this podcast, please give us five stars and subscribe. You can email us at upper90clubpod at gmail.com. That's upper90clubpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at upper90clubpod. Go crew. Um, (laughs) Oh. Is this is like not a thing <laughs> like why is this a thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like brain. i don't i'm like i <laughs> oh, i'm not brain. so torn on like not wanting to look back in a year and be like yeah we're still doing that thing that
3: like, <laughs> <laughs> oh you and wilson thing <laughs> oh,
1: man, i'm gonna do it for the rest of my life